Hey y'all, it's Jana. This week's episode, we are interviewing Shannon from Mango in Maine. She is amazing. She is an engineer that sort of never, I mean, I don't know if she really left that world. I think once you're an engineer, you're always an engineer, but she had a passion for making a difference and did just that. She started Mango in Maine and went from an online store to a brick and mortar and it's just amazing. Her store is beautiful. Her items that she has curated are beautiful. She is offering us a discount code to share with you. Um, so you can go online to mangoandmain.com and use the discount code uh, All Things Good 10. And that's all capitals, All Things Good 10. So I can't wait for you to hear from her. She is a delight. Hey, Donna. Hey, Laura. How are you? <laughs> Good. Uh, but are you (laughs) I mean you know same old same old my parents come next week so that'll be exciting that is fun that is fun I'll have a lot to catch up on once they leave (laughs) we might need a full episode on that visit exactly exactly so oh goodness how are you I'm okay I'm okay we have uh about five weeks of class left Okay. And then I'm counting. I know. Nobody's oh. counting. Are y'all going back after Thanksgiving? Not. November okay. 16th is the last class day. And then the 17th is reading day and then exams. And we're finished. I want to say like the Monday before Thanksgiving. Did y'all do away with your spring break? I don't know. We did away with fall break. I don't know what the spring semesters okay. look like. Like several universities have like done away with spring break. Yeah. So I haven't. I haven't pulled up. I'm sure it's there. I haven't looked at it yet. Um, but I'm just trying to survive the fall right now. You know, it's day to day. That's what we <laughs> lie about in our house. You know, he gives us your daily bread. He doesn't right. give you bread. Don't we just grab that mayonnaise because it will ruin. <laughs> yeah. I'm a, car, I'm a carb, carb loader. So I feel like that's maybe why I get more stuff. <laughs> I'm a daily bread. Oh, yeah. So just, just trying to get through that, trying to get through... Um, we're going to have about two weeks where we have basketball and baseball overlapping. Oh yeah. That's going to be a, a dicey, dicey little. The dreaded over. Yeah. But the device. that's good. We're all good. Uh, we did not get hit by the hurricane. It's the Lord. Yes. Like Charles took it again. It's so sad. I know it's awful. It's awful. Um, I saw this aerial picture someone shared of Lake Charles before Delta was coming. Oh, before, a, before Laura. No, it was before Delta. And it was like blue tarps. Every, like it was up above and all you could see was blue tarps. And I was just yeah. like. Mm-mm. You know what doesn't survive uh, hurricane? Blue tarps. Yeah, blue tarps. And Boy, then. Sure. I also saw someone was talking about how, you know, all these people have been working so hard for three weeks to get all the junk out and it was sitting on the side of the road waiting for people to pick it up. And then now you have hurricane force winds coming through and blowing it all over the place. And I was just like, I mean, that is so defeating for those people. For sure. And I, in my mind, you know, you know what happens there. (laughs) It's a dark place. (laughs) In my mind. We just had to get through till the end of October. And That's then, adorable. Yeah. Because you yeah. think that the, <laughs> that the, 
heads of winds in the ocean are like, oh, dang, it's October 31st. We out. <laughs> it's like, I thought her hurricane season ended at the end of October, but it's not. It's the end of November. Okay. So the weather has been doing like all these like, you know, late in the hurricane season records that we're set to break. Great. I love records. <laughs> I like it. I like it. You've always been an overachiever. <laughs> you're, you're, I think hurricane season in Pascagoula is like a, it's a Enneagram three right now. <laughs> three wing four. <laughs> oh, I'm just, it's crazy. We've been in the cone, out of the cone, back in the cone, out of the cone. I mean, the cone. <laughs> But we listen this year. Only I, cone I'm looking for is an ice cream cone. So <laughs> we, I mean, we have barely gotten any rain. It was like 98 degrees yesterday. I mean, for the love. So waiting on your cool off though, because it's coming. Yeah, you know, we're getting a brisk winter next week when it's 75. Just gonna <laughs> bundle up with our Uggs and leggings. <laughs> so I'm sure Let's JJ play. enjoy it's our vomiting right now so <laughs> oh my gosh uh, I'm excited about today I am too I am too Shannon yeah. is amazing she is our friend Shannon Riesenfeld is with us today on this second no third third week of yeah. Abby and Shannon mm -hmm. and Shannon is the founder owner uh all the Brand things what train engineer yeah. no, I know yeah her but that's so crazy that she is a, an engineer but so she is uh the owner of mango in Maine which started out as an online boutique and uh, now has a storefront in what sounds like the coolest place ever in Annapolis Maryland yeah yeah I mean, it's like history and beauty and yeah picturesque all the things cobblestone streets yeah no big I like, deal i like it a lot uh and you can find her in her store uh her online store at mangoandmain.com and there will be a discount code available for you y'all so listen in as we chat with shannon okay All right, we are so excited, so excited to have our friend Shannon with us today. And Shannon is the owner, CEO, what I don't know, all the things, all the things for um, one of our fair trade brands that we are spotlighting this month for uh, fair trade awareness. I guess it's just fair trade month, right? Is that what it is? Yes, trade month. And Shannon is going to tell us first about herself, but then she's going to give us some insight into just what brought her to this place with Mango and Maine. And then she's going to tell us the good stuff about all the fantastic things that she has at Mango and Maine. And then we might, y'all, we might have a code for you. We're so excited. Yeah. Spoiler alert. There's some cute things. <laughs> There's a banner. Have... There's a banner that I've got in my cart. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Shannon, tell us about you. Tell us about your family, about what makes you tick, about your favorite things, whatever it is. Tell us about you. Well, yeah, my name is Shannon and I am 40-ish and <laughs> I live in Annapolis, Maryland and I have four kids, um, 
two nine-year-olds, twins, 11-year-old and a 13-year-old. And we are currently homeschooling um, all four of the kids, which is like a complete surprise and not something I thought I would ever say. Um, so, <laughs> hey, welcome same. to 2020. Same. <laughs> same. Yeah. Um, yeah. It is, yes, crazy times right now. Um, but I adore them and just trying to enjoy the time together um, since we're forced to be home anyway. And um, yeah, so I own a little shop called Mango and Maine. It has been around for four years. I started it in 2016 as an online store, mm -hmm. um, but it is now a brick and mortar store here in Annapolis um, for a little over a year. And uh, when I opened the store, I thought this is perfect. I'm working there five days a week while the kids are at school and um, also handling the online store. And then surprise, now I'm home. <laughs> Uh, them and homeschooling um so we're making it work we're making it happen um but really so thankful that we have still have the online platform and we do quite a bit of um you know e-commerce and and things like that and when i'm not at the store or homeschooling the kids i really enjoy kayaking we live near a river here in annapolis uh, paddle boarding and just being outside and near the water is my favorite mm -hmm. thing you live very near the water like, yeah, we can just walk down the street and jump yeah. in the river. Oh, that's nice. That's great. real nice. I, I love pictures. It's always, they're always so beautiful. I love the water. Um, okay, back up. We're going to back up just a little bit. Uh, so you said, you had, have you been in the storefront for four years? Is that what you said? No. Online. Online for four online. years. Like, storefront. Like, just, yeah, we just passed one year anniversary with the, with the store. Okay. Okay, I was like, uh, y'all, a minute time warp happening in my brain. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, no, I remember seeing the pictures when you were looking at that space. And I yeah. was like, I could not have been four years ago. Um, okay. So what, has y'all, y'all have opened back up, like as a city, y'all have opened back up for like storefronts and everything. Yeah. yeah. We opened non-essential. the end of May. Um, and for a while, we could only have one person in the store at a time. Now okay, have, that's ideal. Yeah, now we can have, I think, up to 10 people officially okay. on our square footage, but it usually doesn't get that super crowded anyway. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're up and operational. Just open four days a week now instead of seven days a week. Okay, so okay. for those that live close enough to come to your storefront, tell us about the area that that is in, because it's kind of a cool little area. Ah, it is like my favorite street in downtown Annapolis. It's called Maryland Avenue. It's this really old historic street, cobblestone. Like it's just very picturesque. And our store is actually right next to the state house. Um, okay. So it's just beautiful. And there's um, a lot of history there. George Washington gave a famous speech there. And our state no house. No big deal. I like the picture that like, you know, all these famous people used to walk right down the street by my store. <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, it's a cool spot. So what do you feel, what are some of the um, challenges like moving, starting with online and then moving into the storefront? What are some of the things that have been like hardest or like that you've had to kind of really dig in to do? Because I would think there's just, this feels so different. Yeah, well, we really shifted our model a lot when we went from just online to the store before we were working with just a few artisan groups. And now we work with artisan groups or we partner with artisan groups in over 25 countries. Wow. Um, 
we started carrying apparel and home goods and, and just really expanded um, the selection. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's been great. It's been fun for me to be able to, you know, support more artisans and just really bring fair trade to Annapolis because we didn't have a fair trade store here before. Mm-hmm. So you're, are you the only in yes. Annapolis? That's, yeah. awesome. that's amazing. That's so you're the one that's it kind of led the way and and almost responsible for people like getting familiar with fair trade brand, like actually being able to touch it and see it, not just in some big box store that's kind of highlighting a fair trade. Like that's amazing. Yeah. We have a few here, um, but just even seeing your stuff online, like I think it, um, I don't know, I think it changes it and makes it a little more mainstream because it's wearable things. It's things you really want to decorate your home with. It's not, you know, a charity shop. It's like a very high quality, just beautiful, beautiful things. So that's the goal. Absolutely. For like a woman to walk in the store and say that even if they don't know anything about fair trade or care about anything, they're like, oh, this is all cute stuff that I would wear. I love this shop just for the trend or for the style, not necessarily because they know the story. And then I think sometimes Mm -hmm. that comes later and that's fine too. Yeah. Then they actually feel, you know, maybe like, well, I, I feel like I could spend more money and feel better about it. But yeah, you have some beautiful things. Um, well, tell us, um, because this is Fair Trade Month, tell us what Fair Trade, like, what is your definition? How would you define Fair Trade and what, why is it important? What does it mean to you to be the owner of a Fair Trade store and, and work with all these artists and partners? Yeah, I always think of Fair Trade as a mutual long-term relationship. I think long-term is really key there. Um, it's a relationship that you're building with artisans. It's not just, um, okay, we're going to pay a fair wage. And I think a lot of times we think of like ethical um, fashion or ethical companies as somebody who pays somebody a fair minimum wage or a living wage. But fair trade really goes above and beyond that. Um, It's really a holistic approach to buying. Mm -hmm. It's um, making sure that the artisans have access to healthcare, to clean water, Um, maybe even helping them with startup costs, um, you know, zero interest loans, offering emergency assistance um, when there's a crisis, um, which we actually got into this past year, Mm -hmm. Um, and really focusing on helping them preserve their traditions and their techniques that have been passed down generation to generation. So it's not just coming in and saying, hey, can you manufacture this for us? It's like, okay, what what kind of um, craft and, and skills do you have already and what kind of materials are you already working with and um, how can we help you preserve that and um, really building up their community and, and, and investing in them. It's just, it's, um, it's really rewarding work and it's, I think it's even rewarding for the consumer to be able to be connected to people in other parts of the world in that way. You know, it's just an opportunity to, to really be a part of a bigger story. Mm-hmm. Sure. I think what you said too, relationship, I mean, it's, it's a partnership and I think that's what's so special. It's not like you're coming in and rescuing them. It's like, like you said, mutual and long-term. And I think that's what's missing so much in other marketplaces is the long-term and mutual to where it's mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. So, which is really, I think the only way it can be long-term. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. It, it goes so well with so many of the things that Karen talked about in last week um, or several weeks, two weeks ago. Yeah. By the time this airs, (laughs) Um, but that she, um, 
she talked about just that, you know, um, the preservation of the craft, which is so important for uh, these I think about Guatemala specifically, and Shannon, I know you've traveled to Guatemala and um, have seen that, but just the beading and the weaving there that happens. And I know that's, you know, obviously the same in, in other countries too, but uh, just the preservation of that is so important for, not only for their culture, but I think just our mm -hmm. world in general, mm -hmm. just to have, have that tie, to continue to have that tie to uh, handmade it's art, you know, and it, it, the, the appreciation of that is so important. So I love that. So you yeah. said you work with 20, with uh, artists and groups in 25 countries. Yes. Yeah, we, we work directly with artisans in Rwanda and Haiti. Um, uh -huh. So those are ones that we've, those partnerships that we've had for a long time and built that, you know, that mutual relationship. From the beginning. Yeah, yeah from the beginning um, when we started. And so now having the store, we're buying from different artists and groups in 25 different countries. So not all of those are ones that we have direct relationships with or, or have visited, although I would love to. Uh, but those are ones that we have um, found through the Fair Trade Federation or other networking mm -hmm. connections, um, you know, organizations that we can trust that they're having those same relationships and they're working directly with artisans and and really investing in them. So it's been neat to, to kind of pull from lots of other sources. And um, I love discovering new artisan groups and, and bringing new products in. Something I love seeing, and you know, you see it on social media and stuff, um, but I think it's so different with fair trade, like seeing you and like Lisa Stolfus that, you know, has mustard seed, like seeing y'all just kind of comment back and forth to each other with encouragement and, you know, just, I think that's something that's so different, especially, unfortunately, women, you know, can be competitive, but it seems like because you both, or all of you really have sort of the same mission. Um, and I think the ones that really are successful that have the, the you know, the same mission of the long-term mutual relationships and seeing them grow, like it's, I love seeing y'all champion each other. Like, I just think it's so beautiful. Yeah, so. I mean, we all have the same goal and mission in mind. And so when you're, you're thinking about increasing orders for artisans at the end of the day, that's what it's about is bringing more work to them. Then, yeah, then we definitely want to encourage each other and build each other up and help our businesses to succeed. And mm -hmm. um, Lisa and I, for example, chat at least three or four times a week, like what's working for you? What's selling for you? Or like, that's amazing. You know, troubleshoot this or that. Yeah. We have to have that. I couldn't survive without some kind of but I mean, that's just rare. I mean, if you two own just a regular, you know, brick and mortar store that sold clothes, it's like, it would be seen more as competition, you know, but y'all actually help each other. I just think that's something that you get that's different in this environment. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. I think it goes back to the, like you said, Shannon, just the uh, <clears throat> wanting having a heart for it and wanting that the greater good is not about necessarily your individual sales, but about what you said about the artisans, like being um, that they get the orders. I love that so much. Well, uh, tell us, tell us a little bit about um, like, why, why do you feel like fair trade is important? Why, you know, I'm sure in, in long-term, it would be easier just to be like, I'm opening a boutique period. Right. But to specifically say, I'm opening a boutique, 
but it's all going to be fair trade and ethically made. And so why, why is that important? One for you, why did you, why do you feel drawn to that? And then why is it important for the consumer? Why did, why is that a big deal? Yeah. Well, first of all, I don't think I ever had any ambition of just opening a store. I don't think I would have ever <laughs> believed you if you told me that that, was something that I would do with my life I'm actually engineer by training and just sort of like fell into this and I feel like every step along the way has just been like the next logical little step to take and so it kind of grew into that um, it really grew out of a desire to help two specific artisan groups um, get you know to increase their business and to um, at first it was just about them getting their products into other stores you know wholesaling I don't think I ever started off wanting to have like a whole store and do all of this but um i see the value in giving my community the opportunity to be connected to these groups mm-hmm. um, and i and that's how i look at fair trade purchasing it's just an opportunity i think some people get overwhelmed with it and they think it's this big lifestyle change or something mm-hmm. that they really have to commit to like every purchase i'm going to make is fair trade and i no, absolutely not like It's just simply an opportunity to use each single purchase that you make um, to connect with people in other parts of the world, to invest in their life, to make a difference. Um, Even if it's just to appreciate the beauty of the the craftsmanship or the art or to give them the opportunity to to be able to keep doing that same, um, you know, art that's been passed down. It's, um, there's value in that. And I think if we look at it from the standpoint of just it being an opportunity then we can think okay like I I need to buy a new pillow for my bed you know I could I could go to Target or I could go to Home Goods and just buy any old pillow or I could say oh you know I really could pick one that's been block printed or that's been embroidered Um, I could really make that investment and um, and I think it comes down to really consuming less I had a friend of mine tell me one time and she just said it casually like, oh, your, the pillows in your store are too expensive. Like, I love to change my pillows out like every year. Mm. And I think to myself, if we buy a pillow and say, it's okay to have this pillow on my bed for five or six years or even 10 years, then it changes our mindset. And we think, okay, maybe I can spend a little bit more on that pillow mm-hmm. rather than just, well, an, yeah. having, you know, new pillows every year because mm-hmm. it's, that's not sustainable. So I don't know if that answered your question. I definitely like yeah. went down the rabbit hole with no, that. No, yeah, I, I like it. Really, really good example. And I think um, I've talked to Bethany Tran at the Root Collective before, and we talk about, you know, she, about the pricing thing. She talks to my retailing class um, and she, you know, that's always one of the questions that the students ask her is why are that, why are the things, you know, so expensive? And she goes through the whole process of how they're made. But then she says, what you have to realize is that when you purchase a product like that, your cost per wear will go down because you're going to wear it over and over and over again for years, instead of purchasing something, you know, less expensive and it falling apart or, you know, you wearing it out in six months or whatever. And so I love that too. She taught, she talks about that too, just buying less, um, but more of the things that you love. Does that make sense? Like, well, you really pay for what you get. I mean, you're paying for quality, you're paying for a story, you're paying for, you know, investing in someone's life and livelihood. Mm -hmm. I mean, I love home goods, but I'm not exactly doing that there. So, (laughs) (laughs) And, And that's okay.
okay. And like, I, yeah. I go to Home Goods too. Yeah. So it's like, it's one of those things where we can't feel guilty about, you know, it, it's not every single decision, but maybe just pick one decision. Maybe just like, yeah. okay, I need a new Your purse. in my home. I'm yeah. going to buy the candle poured by a refugee instead of, you know, just a generic candle. So just starting small and yeah. being more intentional. Um, yeah, I think we I have, have a basket wall from my, when my husband went to Rwanda and I had a friend reach out to me and she was like, Hey, um, did you get those baskets on your wall? And I mean, then they are like literally all the colors of the rainbow and there's probably like 50 of them. She's like, did you get those baskets at world market? And I was like, no, they <laughs> actually came like those might come from Africa, but I was like, no, they like legit, like he filled a whole suitcase full. And she's like, Oh, and she's like, well, I've looked online. They're kind of expensive. And I was like, buy like one at a time, like then build it over time. I was like, I promise you're going to love them so much more than, you know, getting a few that look like, um, you know, from target or whatever. And I mean, it's probably, you know, it's one of those things if my home caught on fire, I might have to go down my <laughs> stairs and just grab every basket, like kids get your own stuff. Yeah. So, but they, but they mean a lot to me and they tell a story. So it's funny it. that you mentioned baskets because that's probably one of the top things that we sell is the baskets from Rwanda. And this month, They're beautiful. yeah, starting uh, later this week, maybe early next week, we're going to come out with a promotion for Fair Trade Month um, to help people to build the basket walls. So there'll be a promotion if you buy more, three or more, um, or if you buy five or more, we'll have them in different sets. Um, they'll be oh, I like that. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, that's one of the number one questions we get to is like, how do I build this basketball and it gets to be expensive and like, which one should I, you know, go together? Where should I start? So we're going to mm -hmm. be doing a, a big focus on that. I love that. It. I love it. That. I know. I know. We will definitely be watching. Um, I think that's going to be perfect for when this episode actually airs. This is going to be on the 15th of October. So um, when this when this drops. So yay, that's perfect. People will be super excited. Mm -hmm. uh, the basketball is a thing. It is definitely, it is. I still have mine, you know, we've been in our house almost a year. <laughs> mine okay. is still stacked up. I can't commit to the wall. Been, you need to have your hurry. You just put them in your hurricane bag. You're <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> seriously, they go in the tote that goes in the evacuation vehicle. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's yeah. funny. Okay, so you talked about the baskets. Tell us about some of the other things that you have at Mango in Maine. So kind of our signature item that we have, the group I mentioned that we started with in Rwanda, it's a group of seamstresses. So we have a lot of things made out of the fabric from the markets in Rwanda. It's called Katenge fabric. Um, lots of different accessories like tote bags and jewelry rolls and laptop cases. That's sort of our signature items that we've had for years and years. Yep, Laura's holding up one. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> love, I love those products because every time they send me a new box, it's like just a burst of bright, colorful fabrics. It's always mm -hmm. different. You can be sure that your bag or your laptop sleeve is not going to look like anyone else's. You're not going to be getting it mixed up at Starbucks. Nope. Yeah. So. <laughs> no. I love those. Do you pick the fabric or did you just let them kind of have free reign? I do. Yeah. They go to the market and they send me pictures and I'll get like a hundred pictures and we'll like, oh, 20, wow. you know, 20 fabrics. Um, so I don't always know exactly what fabric yeah. I'm going to use on what products or Sometimes yeah. when I put it in one area, it looks different than it looks. <laughs> I, it's always a surprise. But, That's fun. Yeah. 
I do some of the color selections based on seasons and trends and things like that. Um, but some of the other things that I really love um, come out of India. We have a lot of like jewelry made out of upcycled saris. Um, mm -hmm. They also wrap the saris around wood beads that are upcycled from like a furniture factory that has wood remnants. Mm -hmm. So I love products. I saw the barrettes, like the little like yeah. hairpins. That is adorable. Yeah, yeah. hairpins. Um, I just, it's kind of, it's fair trade, but it's also sustainable, you know, reusing materials that would end up in a landfill otherwise. Um, I love things oh, like yeah. that. Um, we also have a few groups here in the U.S. that we buy from, um, some refugee groups that pour candles into upcycled wine bottles. Um, those are oh, called wow. intertwined candles. Those are really popular. Um, mm -hmm. A group here in Maryland that um, employs women coming out of trafficking and homelessness, um, addiction. They make different soap products and honey, bath scrubs and um, bath bombs, things like that. Um, and then some of the kind of traditional fair trade groups that you would think of that make like you were saying, Laura, like Guatemala, like the weaving, mm -hmm. I love the bags out of Guatemala or Peru, mm -hmm. this really cool oh, group gosh, called yeah. Awamaki, um, kind of just their traditional weaving techniques that they use mm -hmm. for their bags mm -hmm. and like little pom-pom accessories. Mm -hmm. um, those are some of my favorites. I love it. I love it. I would, I would be in trouble. I would, I'll just go ahead and admit like one, I would be in trouble because I would want all of the things I'd want to, but I would have zero self-control. And then mm -hmm. I would mm -hmm. say, you know, like you were saying with the hundreds of pictures, I would like, I would, I would be like, yes, all of them. Yeah. Take yeah. them all. Yeah. They're all yeah. beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm sure we can do something with them. <laughs> yeah. Just go ahead and bring it back. Just go ahead and bring it back. Yeah. yeah. I love it. But I have my, um, I also have the tote bag uh, that has the pocket in the front. I can't remember the name of it. It's is uh, that the market tote or the carry all tote is the one. Yes. The carry all tote. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That one. It is the perfect bag. I love it. It's the perfect size. It has that outside pocket. I use it at the ballpark um, because it doesn't have like a, um, a set shape. Like it, it, I can stuff yeah. all things in it and it just, it feels like it just keeps growing. You're not held, held back by not, shape. <laughs> It's like me. It's like me and my clothes. I don't want to be held back. You know? I can stuff snacks in it. I can stuff uniforms in it. <laughs> but I do. I love it. It's such a great size. And it would be cute as a purse, too. So I can I can endorse those for sure. And the other thing which um, that I love, and I think it, I have some on my desk somewhere, um, because I was going to mail them as happies, the paper bead ornaments. Mm -hmm. that you do at Christmas like the stars and I think there was a tree yeah they're working um, on this right now in Haiti um which I'm really excited about because we haven't been able to get a lot of goods from Haiti this year um, yeah it's been really tough there for the the last time I went was last year yeah. um and I know that's hard for your heart <laughs> yeah I was supposed to go there. do you try and go every year yeah it's a Haiti um I don't know if it's like regularly every year, but mm -hmm. at least every other year. And same with Rwanda. And this was supposed to be the year for Rwanda. So 
it's mm-hmm. been tough. It's crazy because last year we opened the store. I thought, okay, I'm taking a year off of traveling. We're focusing on opening this brick and mortar store. And then next year, 2020 is my year to travel. <laughs> I was going to go to Rwanda <laughs> and Guatemala and Haiti. And now I'm just at home homeschooling my kids. <laughs> yeah. I know I've told my husband, I'm like, this is, if this has taught me anything, it's taught me a lot, but it's like, just don't wait, just, you know, you can't, yeah, I mean, I can wait on like doing the dishes and laundry, but you know, the big things like travel and stuff, you just take it for granted. I mean, little stars are on their way for Christmas time. I'm so excited. They're, they're able to work on those for a long time. They weren't really able to, um, to come to the workshop or or anything um but they're back at work now so that's awesome yeah. they're so beautiful y'all Eve these are great um they're great little happies they're also great to like tie on a uh the top of a gift mm-hmm. to give it like a little extra something um and it's just I love the story they have the cutest little tags that go on them so mm-hmm. I can I can give you guys the the two thumbs up or three if you you know if you need an yeah. extra Um, it's a good like teacher gift too I think I mean I think it's like a good if you were to buy like a few of them kind of have them in your gift closet or on hand it's like Mm -hmm. it's a gift that has meaning and it's like super cute so very cute very cute okay so I want to I want to talk about your girls I mean obviously your son too but I want to talk about what what are they learning from watching mom because you mentioned your homeschooling, which means I'm sure the girls are spending a lot of time at the store with you. <laughs> yeah. So tell me what that's like. Um, you know, what do you, what do you hope they're seeing that they're, they're watching and learning from Mango and Maine? Yeah. I think mostly they're seeing that just how much importance I put on investing in other people. I hope that's what they see um, because they know that for mom, this is not like a job in the sense that, okay, mom's got a career and she's earning a salary. It's, it's always been more of a hobby for me. Um, and they see how important it is to me. And they see the people behind it. Like they know mm-hmm. the seamstresses in Rwanda, like they can look at the picture and like tell you their names and, or, the oh, that's amazing. you know, they, they see how much time and love I invest in them. Um, and they do, they do love helping out with the business. They tag those little ornaments or tag the little bracelets. Um, my older daughter, who's 11, has gotten really good at entering the inventory. She loves to oh, take yes. slips and like enter it all into Shopify. Oh. Um, like for that. For the her, skills that she's learning, that's better than homeschool. <laughs> I know, but it's cool because at the same time when she's entering them, we always put, you know, on the website, who makes the product and so she's seeing the story like this product was made in Peru by women in this cooperative and um so I'm excited that they're getting exposure to all of this and and seeing the things that come from all over the world and they can tell you they can point to anything in my store and tell you where it's from oh my gosh that's really sweet yeah so it's been really cool to share that with them and my son's interested too he did he designed a bracelet from oh, Haiti, wow. little pa- a little paper bead bracelet. We we don't have them anymore, but a couple years ago, that was he just had asked the question like, well, "Why do the girls get all these bracelets?" <laughs> okay, <laughs> like a true sibling would, you know. <laughs> so we made like a little black um, twine bracelet with some like black and blue paper beads on it. And, I love that. Yeah. Good for him for speaking up and wanting a part. 
And that my boys used to like when I was um, doing noonday much more actively and would open my sample boxes, uh, they would rename all the products. That was their favorite thing to do. They would like come up with the, the you know, um, look at it and come up with a new name for it. And I was like, so, and Eli, my youngest, he's, he's pretty good. He likes a sample sale. He's like the digger. Like he'll go and find in the, the little it. books that, yeah, he likes to do That's that. That's what I'd always do with Anna. I'm like, find this. Yeah. Okay. And she's like, I don't see it. I'm like, well, I sold it. So this is unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it is good. I love that example that you're setting for them. I I wish um I wish I had had more exposure to and I, I'm gonna just say fair trade, but just the whole mindset behind fair trade of of purchasing for the good of others and not just what's instant gratification. Yeah. yeah. Um, I wish that I had had more exposure to that earlier on in life. I think it would have shaped a lot of things that I, a lot of the decisions that I made. Yeah. Um, same. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting to see them. Like when we go to target or somewhere and, and they'll say just casually, cause they, they expect an answer to it. Like, Oh, where's this from? Or this? <laughs> like, <laughs> You're like, that's from a warehouse. <laughs> we don't know. And <laughs> yeah. It, but then that's just like a natural question to ask. And I'm like, that's so cool. Cause I never would have thought to ask that question before, you know, no. six years ago. Right. Right. Well, that's amazing. Um, Shannon, you mentioned, you know, COVID having an impact on your travel plans for 2020, um, obviously had an impact on your storefront in 2020. What are, what are some of the impacts that you've seen maybe with artisan groups about how this has affected them and, um, that you've had to kind of work through with them. Yeah, it's been really tough um, because so many of these artisan groups rely on tourists. Um, mm -hmm. So when they're not selling, you know, to fair trade organizations in the U.S., like myself, um, they have their own little, you know, like the women in Rwanda have a little shop. Um, I know artisans in Guatemala, they go to the market every day to sell their products. Um, so without the tourists coming in and without having that additional income it's been really tough um they're just you know people are just not traveling right now and then also they're dealing with increased prices um there's just been price inflation get price gouging on everything um and i know i keep saying rwanda because that's where i i know people specifically so i'm i'm in communication with them but they said prices on food have gone up prices on gas has gone up when they ship me products now it costs more just the shipping yeah. so um it's been really tough and i know in some places they've been locked down peru they've been locked down for a long time rwanda the kids haven't been going or uh, haiti the kids have just started going back to school and the artisans are just getting back to work so yeah it's been a rough it's been a rough year for everyone and yeah. it helps me to keep things in perspective you know when i think mm -hmm. about oh it's so hard to be locked down here like is it you know, yeah, in the comfort of my home with power yeah. and water and cable, if you choose. It was really hard for me to go stand in line at Costco and get my. I know. Uh, it's rough. Uh, yeah. But I had somewhere to go. I had money to buy food and plenty right. of food available. And yeah, so it's, it's been good to have that perspective, but it's been hard too. And oh, so I mentioned like emergency assistance. Like, uh -huh. um, 
in Rwanda and in Haiti, um, they were just in need of some emergency assistance, in need of just money for food. But right. they, they literally couldn't leave their house in Rwanda, I think for, it was like four to six weeks that they could only leave to go to the market. And, um, you know, every source of income was just gone. So um, we were able to raise some, some funds to send to them, which I, I think helped. I hope it helped. Um, mm -hmm. I wish we could have done more, but it's, it's tough because typically in fair trade, you know, it's not a charity and mm -hmm. it is business based and we are, yeah, not giving handouts. We're, we're giving a hand up, but mm -hmm. in situations like that, when it's a true crisis, um, you just use the resources that you have. Like, how could you not, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it goes back to what you said at the very beginning that it's about the long-term relationship right um and and in that developing that long-term relationship you you begin to care for people um obviously uh, you have a business out of it but you become friends and you mm -hmm. you um you know you don't want to see a friend suffer and in that situation there's not there's not much of a hand up that can be can be extended uh, in those crisis situations. So I love that you're able to to do that and to step in and bridge the gap in those situations. That's awesome. And it's the same thing we would do for each other. For, you know, exactly. Our, your community is hit by a hurricane and you guys need assistance. Yes. Like we help each other and that's what friends do, you know? Mm -hmm. Which by the way, speaking of helping each other, one of our very, I think it might've been our very first fundraiser. Mm -hmm. You did the makeup bags for us. Yeah. Designed the makeup bags with the um, the Rwandan fabric, and I kept I have I have one that's not been used to give to sister when she finally oh. finally finally comes home um, after all those years. Gosh, that's probably been four years ago. Yeah, it probably was four or five. Yeah, y'all. Yeah. Seriously, one day, one day, y'all. Yeah. Oh okay. man, when she figures out how prayed for she was and how <laughs> many people came together, like, I mean, a group in Rwanda is making yeah. makeup bags. Like, I mean, that talk about just, it's crazy, man. I know. I know. Uh, do you still, is that still an option or capacity wise? Do you still have? Yeah. Oh no. We're open to doing fundraisers, yeah. doing um, anything like that. Um, any sort of you know, bulk orders, custom orders. Um, we had a church group reach out to us last year and they wanted to do custom keychains um, oh, cool. for their that. organization. And, and we sent That's them awesome. their logo tags to Rwanda and had the, you know, keychains made. So yeah, I love ideas like that. I'm always yeah. open to any sort of custom project, bulk project, projects, fundraisers, bring it on. I love it. I love it. Okay, so um, we'll we'll kind of wrap up with this. What what advice do you have? And you kind of I think touched on some of this, but what advice would you give to someone who is maybe listening to this this series and they're like, oh, I need more fair trade in my life. I need more mm -hmm. more ethical purchasing in my life. What? How would you? How do you ease into it? Like you said, because you can't just like walk yeah. into your house and be like, everything has to go. I'm Burn it down. Yeah. Because honestly, like you were talking about the environmental impact, that has the opposite effect because you're going to, you know, 
get rid of all this stuff and it'll probably some of it will end up in a landfill somewhere <laughs> does laura need to go in dollar general and knock down all of their racks <laughs> like tell me where this stuff is from <laughs> tell me where it's from overturning the tables and the temple yes <laughs> I, I do i think yeah all right y'all don't see that just <laughs> oh, okay just Never start mind. small like starting with i mean fair trade the first thing I think of as like coffee, chocolate, tea, like those are so easy when you're at the grocery store to look for the little fair trade symbol on those things. And I, and I found that it actually doesn't cost that much more um, than some of the other brands that I was buying. But and it's um, way better. Yeah, it's really good. So, so those are easy changes to make. And then as far as like apparel, you know, clothing, home goods, that sort of thing, I, I really believe the key is to just consume less you know, buying less mm -hmm. and being more intentional with our purchases. My um, husband's going to listen to this and agree. <laughs> yeah. He's going to, he's sending uh, Shannon a big high five. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Instead I, of sending Shannon a high five, just send me a gift card to her store, Will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have been very guilty in the past of, you know, buying, you know, five pairs of jeans at, at Old Navy. But what if mm -hmm. I just bought one pair, you know, at, somewhere that they were made better where I knew that somebody had been paid fairly for that. Um, focusing on quantity, uh, focusing on quality over quantity um, mm -hmm. and sign up for, you know, find these brands and sign up for their email list. Like I, you know, love a good sale. I love a good deal. Mm -hmm. um, so for example, I'm wearing a packed sweatshirt right now. I love the brand packed and anytime they I just got a, their airplane cardigan from them yeah. like get their emails like okay you know they're having a sale on sweatshirts I'm like okay time to buy a sweatshirt <laughs> I need a sweatshirt um and yeah just looking for those opportunities let's say you have a birthday gift to buy you have a Christmas gift to buy you need a new candle you need a new pillow for your bed like whatever it is just one at a time you know intentional mm -hmm. buying and, and looking for those brands and mm -hmm. yeah that. Start small. I love that. Oh, good advice. Good advice. And I think it's probably pretty similar to what Karen said when we asked her to that same question. So girls, you smart girls, y'all all on the same page. <laughs> so where, um, where can our listeners find you? Where can they find Mango and Name? Uh, Other mango than oh, okay. It's our website and okay. I'm very active on Instagram. So it's at Mango and Maine on mm -hmm. Instagram and on Facebook. And we do have an email list. So if you go to our, our website, a little pop-up, you can join the email. And I will just tell you right now, you will not be overwhelmed with emails because I am very bad about sending them out. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I usually only send them out when we have, you know, some big event or sale, events, um, anytime we have like a discount or, or sale going on there's an email and then if there's like a fall launch you know but you will not receive too many my friends I promise you <laughs> which is I think just better because then you don't just become numb to it you know yeah. it's like you actually read them when you getting, do them because exactly like, oh, it's not just like delete 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 yeah yes you know if it. you get one from me there's some good stuff in there I, I love it I love it Shannon thank you so much for your time Yes. You're welcome. Y'all are so sweet for inviting me. I feel really humbled. Y'all are like celebrities to me. So. Uh, okay. Well, that's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, about that. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs>
all five of you that are listening. Yes. Oh my gosh. The five of you that have left reviews. Yeah. Oh, I think Mom, yeah. dad, did you hear that? We yeah. do. Um, we are so excited to share with y'all. We're going to share it now and then we'll, we'll send you the reminders, but Shannon has been so generous to give us a discount code good through the end of the year, y'all. End y'all. of the year. Hello, Christmas shopping. Hello, hello. 2020 just got better, finally. Good grief. Yes. We've only yes. had to wait until mid-October. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> but the code is, is it all caps, Shannon? Do you do all caps? Yep. Okay. All caps, all things good, 10. And that will get you 10% off of your order through the end of the year online. So um, go check it out. Go get you some super cute Christmas ornaments, um, a laptop bag, a carry-all tote, a wall mm-hmm. of baskets. Beautiful earrings. Earrings. Purses. Candles. You have got it all. Scrunchies. Yeah. Love and it. make sure and tag us. Like whenever you get it, tag us. For sure tag uh, Shannon at Mango and Maine. Um, let us see what you get. Yeah. That usually, I'm easily influenced. So <laughs> it's not it's not one of my stronger qualities. So when you when you see Johnny use the code multiple times, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Will Will she needs a good time? Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh! So, Thank you, Shannon. Yeah. You're the best. We're so proud of you, and we're yes cheering you on. And it's just um, I'm just I'm so proud. I'm so proud. Are you super inspired? Thanks, friend. Okay, love you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Goodness, y'all, you better get over to that website and check out all of the goodness over at mangoandmain.com. Definitely connect with Shannon on Instagram at mangoandmain. You do not want to miss all of the fun things that are coming this way. Those Christmas ornaments, I will have a cart full for sure. So I hope that you've enjoyed the conversation with Shannon. I hope it's opened your eyes to some uh, ways to shop fair trade this holiday season. Uh, Just hearing all of the different stories behind the products that are uh, available through Mango and Main makes me want to just, like I said, fill my cart. Fill my cart. So... All of that to say, be sure if you fill that cart that you use the code that Shannon has made for us. It is all things good 10 and that's all capital letters, all things good 10. And she has made that available to us, to our listeners until the end of the year, 10% off of your total order. So be sure that you take advantage of that to thank her for her time and gosh, just to get all the cute things y'all. Uh, We'll be back next week with another episode. Talk to you soon. Settle down, girls.